comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner Fred Mooney. And I am so excited about being here with you. Yeah, we're going to enjoy this ride today with our friends and family out there on that old Lonesome Road. We got some great music on our program today. And we have personal testimonies. And maybe just a little bit of preaching. All right. And thy word shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up. Relax. And hold on tight because here we go. Church on the Road. Right here on your favorite radio station. Is our life, isn't it, Fred Mooney? Yes, sir. It sure is. Yeah, well, we just love riding along in the cab with these friends of ours out there on the road. You know, we used to call this a trucking ministry, and then we found out it was a whosoever Whosoever ministry. (laughs) It's a whosoever ministry, yeah. But we really enjoy riding along with you out there on the road, and we're just going to have a great time today. We're going to put on some music and uh, maybe a little testimony And who knows, maybe even a little bit of preaching today, Fred. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's put on a song. This is first song is uh, my testimony in song. I've written a lot of uh, my testimony into some of the songs that I've written. This one here is called When Jesus Came to Me. And Bill Shell down in uh, Appletown Studios down in... New Burnside, Illinois, put this together for me, and this is Bill singing it for you, and what a great studio he has. He would be thrilled to help you with your songwriting project. His phone number is 618-518-0319. You'll have a great experience with Bill's studio. He's got a lot of a lot of good staff musicians, one of them being Joe Arview. Joe Arview. He's a pretty fair guitar player. Yes, he is. Yeah, one of the best around here you'll ever, you'll ever hear. So here's this song that uh, Bill Shell helped me with called When Jesus Came to Me. Yeah. 
song when Jesus came to me and I want to talk to you a little bit about my church if I could. Sure go ahead Fred. It's my church too. Me and Gary go to the same church. It's called Orchardville Community Church. It's in the beautiful town of Orchardville, Illinois. When I come there in 1994 we had 46 people and that church in the middle of a cornfield grew to over 1,200 people. Wow. Gary, how does a church grow from 46 people to 1,200? Well, you got to get those 46 people, got to get them on the same page. You got to get them focused on reaching their family, friends, and neighbors. And when you do that, that's what happens. They will start reaching people. And when one reaches one, then another one reaches another one. And it just, it kind of grows like that. And one of the greatest tools we have is the CDs that we passed out for many years that Gary provided and he recorded and and uh, he's given over 2 million CDs out. I've got to say he's the only man I know that's done this. Yeah, when I uh, first came to uh, Orchardville Church, it was 2002. And uh, the tape ministry that I started, was, I started in October of 2000. And it was a very small tape ministry. I was making about 100 tapes a month. 100 tapes a month. <laughs> and then I, I brought that ministry up to Orchardville, and, and Pastor Mark Shell, he just loved the thought of reaching people all around the area with cassette tapes. And so we started that cassette tape ministry there at Orchardville Church in uh, uh, 2002. And it just, it just, everybody in the whole church got behind this ministry and when when a church gets behind something that's when you will see growth like you're talking about fred you know you got to have good focus too i think if you can do one thing well that's the secret to success and the thing i think we need to do well as christians is witness and lead others to christ amen amen there's nothing like getting the opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord. I'll tell you, that's that's the, one of the greatest feelings you'll ever have is leading somebody to the Lord. And you know the sad part about it, Fred? Most Christians have never led anybody to the Lord. That is sad. Yeah. That is sad. I think that there's no feeling like that is leading somebody to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. It's probably the best feeling I can ever think I've ever had in my life. Amen, amen. Have well, you ever heard of a thing called a mailbox deer? <laughs> a mailbox deer? No, I don't think I have, Fred. Well, the other night, I was driving home, and I live in a little town called Crisp, Illinois, population 30, if you count the cats and dogs. But anyway, it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, you can see nowhere from there. But my wife all of a sudden screamed out, Dear, dear, I slammed on the brakes and threw everything forward, and I said, where? She said, there. I said, well, that's not a deer, honey. That's a mailbox. 
And there's a mailbox there that about dusk, it's got a little boost growing next to it. If you haven't focused, it looks a lot like a deer. And that was my experience with a mailbox deer. But it's very important to keep your focus on the right thing. Now, my brother in Christ here, Gary, he's about to preach a message on that very thing. Uh, let me introduce to you Gary Rayburn and this message on keeping your focus. Well, it's, it's good to be here tonight, and I'm excited about, hey, anytime I get a chance to speak, I just want to praise the Lord. I want to tell people about my Jesus. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. That is so true. Thank you for singing that because that's actually in my notes here. <laughs> I've got my, my trusty trucker's Bible right here. We hand these things out all over the country. Man, I'll tell you, what a work uh, the guy that put this together is doing. John Knowles, his name. He lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I will be with John this Sunday. I'm going to be up in Michigan this Sunday, so I won't be here this Sunday, but so I'm glad I got to speak. Uh, Carlin asked me uh, last week, uh, he called me up, and I was talking a little bit, and I said, Carlin, if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. He said, well, how about next Wednesday doing the Bible study? <laughs> I said, I'd be glad to. It's an honor. It is a privilege and an honor to be here and to get to speak at, at my home church. So, praise the Lord. So, I, I started looking through some of my messages and I thought, what am I going to preach now? <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, God will lead us and direct us if we will just ask. We have not because we ask. And I, I started praying and asking God what he wanted me to, the message that he wanted me to bring. And he started showing me this message here. And then... Uh, I was looking at some of my notes that I had on it, and the title of the message is Keeping Our Focus. And then I seen Sunday, Pastor Rick posted something on Facebook, and it said, uh, time may be putting your faith to a test, but don't focus on what, ha what hasn't happened. Focus on what has happened. He's talking about focusing. And I thought, well, that, that's... That lines up with the message. I, I believe this is a, God is directing me to do this. And he said, if you've, if you've seen God do it before, he can do it again. Ain't that true? Amen. That's so true. Obedience is your responsibility. The outcome is God's. That's Pastor Rick's words. And then Sunday, in our service Sunday, after the service, uh, Sarah got up and she had a message. And what was her message to us in, in our Sunday service? It's about putting our focus on the positive, not the negative. I felt like God was confirming to me that this, this is the message that I'm supposed to bring tonight. So it is keeping our focus. You know, America, <laughs> oh wow, we've lost our focus. We really have. And we got to get our focus back on the positive and off the negative. Every, you turn on the TV, you, the radio, the newspapers, it's all negative. Everything is negative. And we have to turn that coin over. We got to, we got to find the positive in everything that we're doing. So, and we're, we're bombarded every single day. We got to switch our focus back to the positive. And sometimes we have to turn off the TV and pick up this trusty little book right here and start reading God's Word. Because in this book, it's positive. God is positive. So, I want to take a look today at uh, Matthew chapter 14 is where I want to look at tonight. We're going to find some positive stuff in here. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus is a friend. He sticks closer than a brother. And then she's saying, what a friend we have in Jesus. I mean, that's confirmation. I love it when God confirms what we're doing. And he confirmed this message several times for me. And in Proverbs 18, 24, it says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. 
and his name is Jesus. Now, if you read the, read the newspapers, watch the news, radio, TV, they're not our friends. <laughs> they're unreliable friends at best. What's the, what does Proverbs say? One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. So if we spend too much time in the news, in the, what they're preaching to us, then we will become in ruins. So we got to switch that over. We got to be positive and see what God can do in our lives when we turn to his words and put it in our lives and let it sink in deep into our lives. God tells us in Jesus' word, the word of God is your friend. And we need to spend time with the word of God. I love John chapter 1. Some great scriptures right here. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehend it not. God has called us to be that light, to shine brightly everywhere we go. It's all about being a witness everywhere we go. We've got to focus on this word. We've got to focus on what Jesus has called us to do. And he's called us to be that light that shines brightly everywhere we go. Every day, not just on Sunday. We have to be a seven-day-a-week Christian, not a one-day-a-week Christian. Amen. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 14 tonight. We're going to do a little Bible studying. Right. I like Bible studying. When I read the Bible, I like to put myself right in there where Jesus is at. But the John, or Matthew chapter 14 starts out with some really bad news, negative news. And it's... John the Baptist was just beheaded in, in uh, chapter 14. And his disciples, what did they do? They came and took the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. That's verse 12. So the disciples took the body and buried it and they ran to Jesus. And that's what we have to do when we have bad news. When, we, when the bad news hits us right in the face, what do we got to do? We got to run to Jesus. We got to run to the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is the way. And when Jesus heard it, he departed by ship into a desert place apart from everybody. First thing Jesus wanted to do was get alone with his father and pray. And that's what we have to do. When we get bad news, we got to take it to the Lord in prayer. That's what we're doing here, fasting and praying today. And that's, I love it when Jake called that fasting for uh, Jackson and the family today. That's what we got to do. We got to fast and pray. And that's what Jesus was doing. He was getting away and going to spend time with his father. But the crowd seen him, and they followed him. Jesus was moved with great compassion when he seen the multitude in uh, verse 14. And what does Jesus do? He heals those that are sick. That's what Jesus is. He's a healer. He's our healer. And that when we bring our sick to him, he will touch them. He will heal them. And it was when it was evening, in verse 15, it says... The disciples came to him in this desert place. The time passed. Then they sent the multitude away that they may go into the village to buy themselves some food. <laughs> I love this right here. The disciples, you got to wonder where they was at right here. I mean, they'd spent all day, Jesus spent all day with this crowd. And the disciples was with them. And they decided it's time for Jesus to send them away so that they can go get food. They had, they've been there a day. 
all day. I mean, they're not starving to death. But they was worried about them getting food. I wonder if they wasn't worried about themselves, maybe. They took their eyes off of Jesus is what happened. They, their focus was not on what Jesus was doing. It was on themselves and on the crowd and their needs. And we got to continue to keep our eyes on Jesus and our focus on him. And what did Jesus do? In verse 17, and it says, And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. That's all they have to feed this whole multitude of people. The Bible says there, there was 5,000 men there. That's not counting the women and children. And uh, Jesus said, Bring it to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the food. When they placed the food in the hands of the master, it became a miracle. When we place our problems, our cares, our worries in the hands of the master and put them in God's hands, that's when we see miracles in our lives. We've got to take our problems, we've got to take them to Jesus, bring them to the altar, and then leave them there. And let Jesus have our problems. Let Jesus have our, our worries, our cares. And when we do that, that's when we see miracles happen in our lives. So many times, people will come and bring their, their problems to Jesus right here at the altar. And then when they get up, they take them right back out the door with them and carry them right on out of here. We've heard testimonies of that happening. But when we bring it to Jesus and put it in his hands, it will become a miracle. You know, that day, these uh, disciples had watched Jesus heal hundreds, if not thousands, of people that day. And then they was worried about this food. What, what are we going to do? If they should have been, they should have known what Jesus could do if they would just trust him, if they keep their focus on him. But too many times we want to focus on the negative instead of the positive. And when we do that, we get ourselves in trouble and we get others in trouble. I gotta, <laughs> you got to think Jesus is seeing these disciples come to him like that. and Okay, all right, children. That's what we are. We're children to him. Amen. All right, children, watch this. And he placed that basket of food to his disciples, and they distributed it. And over 5,000 people were fed from a little bitty boy's lunch. And then they picked up all kinds of fragments. In uh, verse 20, it says, they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that Remain 12 baskets full of fragments. And it says they fed 5,000 men besides women and children. So, if we will place our problems in the hands of Jesus, that's when we will see miracles happen in our lives. So we have to focus on the Word of God the face of Jesus. And when we do that, God will work in our life like we've never seen before. So after this, in verse uh, 22, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side. And he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray our focus is on prayer prayer and fasting and that's what Jesus does he prays all the time and we are, we are to be Christian means what Christ like yeah so we have to be Christ like we have to we have to learn lessons from this this book right here when Jesus that's what he always did he always went to pray he always wanted to get along with his father and he did that right here, even though 
he sent his disciples across the lake. And in verse 24 it says, The ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. I like that word, contrary. <laughs> that means there were some rough, rough waves going on out there. And these disciples were right in the middle of it. And in the fourth watch of the night, which is three o'clock in the morning or so, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. How many has seen a picture of Jesus walking on the water? Yeah, we've all seen that, and it's a nice, smooth lake, right? Most times it is. But it says here, the wind was contrary. This wasn't as smooth as glass sea. The waves were, were big-time contrary waves. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out in fear. Now these were uh, professional s fishermen out there in the boat. I'm sure they had been out in, the, out in the sea many, many times in storms. But this storm was different. It had these fishermen crying out in fear. They were like a bunch of little girls in that boat crying <laughs> because they had never seen anything like this before. I can relate. <laughs> I think I've been there. But this was scaring these fishermen to death. And Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And that's what God is telling each and every one of us when we find ourselves in that storm of life. Be of good cheer. It is I. Jesus is here. We don't have to be afraid. For he is with us. He is a friend that will stick closer than a brother. And he will be with us no matter what. And Peter answered him in verse 28 and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, I like Peter. Man, he, he ain't afraid. And Jesus said to him in verse 29, come. Come on. Get out of the boat. And that's what Jesus is saying to each and every one of us today, tonight. It's time for us to get out of the boat and do the impossible for God. Man, God's got a plan for our lives. He's got something for each and every one of us to do. And we can do it if we keep our eyes, keep our focus on Jesus. And when Peter came down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Jesus. When we get out of the boat, when Jesus calls us to do something and we get out of the boat, we can do the impossible. We can walk on water. We can do whatever it is God is calling us to do if we will keep our focus on Him and don't think that we're actually doing anything because it ain't us, it's Him. And verse 30, when he saw the wind, boisterous, that's a, that's a bad wind there, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. Peter had taken his eyes off of Jesus, and he started looking at the storms in his world, in his life. And so many times, that's what we do. We take our eyes off of Jesus and we look at the storms around us. But all we have to do is cry out to God, cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, save me. And he will pick us up out of that mari clay, out of that sinking sand, out of that storm of life that we're in. And he will set us up. solid, solid ground. Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, <laughs> wherefore did thou doubt? Why doubt? They just witnessed I don't know how many miracles. 
of Jesus healing all of these people. And then they saw Jesus feed over 5,000 people with a couple of little loaves and a few fish. But yet they doubted. They took their eyes off of Jesus. They lost their focus. When we lose our focus, we sink in the storms of life. But if we cry out to God, if we cry out, Jesus, save me, help me, he will do it. He will pick us up out of these storms. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. When Jesus put him back in the boat, the wind ceased. Then that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. They had seen Jesus face to face. When we get face to face with God, things change. Our lives change. The storms calm. And we can see where we're headed. We can do things that we're not capable of. We can do the impossible. We can walk on water. But we got to get out of the boat. If we get out of the boat, there's nothing that we can't do when God calls us to do it. We all face storms. We all face trials in life. But if we focus on the bad news, on the negative, it's it's like that old hee-haw song. Remember the old hee-haw song? gloom and doom and agony on me. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. That's, that's what a lot of people want to focus on. But we got to focus on the, on the positive. we got to choose to be positive. If we choose to be positive, I'll tell you, there's nothing we can't do. Uh, several years ago, I started saying, when people called me up, I get calls every day through the ministry. And People call me up, and, and one of the first things they say is, how's it going, All right? And I say, I'm blessed and highly favored. I choose to be blessed and highly favored. And if we choose to be positive, if we choose to be blessed and highly favored, God is going to bless us beyond anything we could ever dream or hope or imagine. But we got to choose it. we got to claim it and say, yeah. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Even though I may not have a, be having a good day, I still answer the phone that way because I know I am blessed and highly favored. God, God has so much more for each and every one of us than we can ever even, even imagine. He does. You know, there's a. No, I ain't gonna go there. Good news of Jesus Christ. The good news is that He died on a cross, rose from the grave for each and every one of us, so that we could have that abundant life, so that we could do the impossible for Him. That's what He wants. He wants us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to reach people to shine that light brightly everywhere we go we are that light that shines in a dark and gloom dark world and a gloomy and doomy and agony we can shine Jesus everywhere we go if we'll just keep our focus on Jesus What we have to do is focus on Him, stay in the Word, and watch what God can do in our lives. So, it's up to us if we just start where we're at, use what we got, and do what we can. We can do the, the impossible for Jesus.
The best way to be a witness is to share your story, share your testimony. Everybody's got a testimony. Everybody's got a story of what God has done in their life. I've shared my testimony all over this country, around the world, by CD and and podcast. And we can all tell somebody what Jesus has done in our lives. I've got a I'm getting ready to go to Michigan, I told you that. And there's a guy up there that works with us. And he's got these, we put these books out right here. Real life stories. And all this is, is testimonies of people's, how Jesus changed people's lives. These are all real life stories of truck drivers. I think there's hmm, 26, 27 testimonies in that book and these go all over the world we've also got books of testimonies from uh, churches can you imagine picture this a book like this right here of testimonies from people right here in Orchardville Church What a witness tool we could have to reach all over this community, sharing the love of God through a a testimony, your testimony, your testimony, your testimony. Everybody's a whole book full of testimonies. And when we go out and invite somebody to church, we can hand them something like this. So this is the kind of people you're gonna be going to church with, so you better get ready, because they're not saints. (laughs) <laughs> we've all we've all fallen short we've all have some have had rougher backgrounds than others but if you've if you're one of those that got saved when you was young you've still got a story of what God is how God has molded you into the person that you are what a testimony what a story to pass on to somebody so this can happen right here in this church. I don't know how many of these books he's, he's put out, but he's, he puts them out for basically cost because he loves God and he wants to be a witness. And he wants to work with as many churches, ministries as he can to see people's lives changed. So, I wanted to share that with you. Uh, I talked to Pastor Rick about it. And he, he likes the idea. Man, can, can you imagine a book that you can hand somebody that's, that's got our testimonies in there? Invite them to church? It can happen. It can happen. And all you got to do is, is sit and write your testimony out. A way to share your testimony. A way to reach people. A way to be that light that shines everywhere you go. I've got my testimony on, on, I don't know how many CDs, but also I've got my testimony on a little MP3 file, clip. uh, Four minutes or something like that. And I tag it on every email that I send out. Everybody that gets an email from me has a chance. I have a chance to witness to them with my testimony. There's so many different ways that we can do things and change people's lives around us. But we have to get out of the boat. We have to be willing to let God use us. I was lonesome, lost and afraid. Traveling down sin's endless highway I came to the crossroads of life With my burdens of pain 
and strife From on my knees a miracle for me For now I can clearly see Jesus Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary And mercy covered me On that night The storm of my life Lonely darkness Haunting my soul Heart of stone Thought I was alone Yet he stood there Right next to me From on my knees A miracle for me For now I can clearly see Jesus Christ Precious Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and she covered me Holy Spirit baptized my soul He made my heart He took the darkness from my night Filled me with His eternal light From on my knees a miracle for me For now I can clearly see Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary, whose grace and mercy covered me. From on my knees a miracle for me, for now I can clearly see Jesus Christ. Precious Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and mercy covered me Whose grace So, Fred, let me ask you a question. How are you coming along with getting your testimony written out so you can get your testimony in this new Real Life Stories book that uh, Jim Barbarossa is getting ready to come out with? Well, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to write it down. <laughs> uh, I tell you, right now, I'm, I've been pretty busy, but I tell you, I am getting ready to write it down, and I was just looking at... Uh, Real Life Stories, Trucker Edition number one, and some of these stories in here. And I think, what a great tool this would be to hand one of your friends and let them read these real life stories about people that God got a hold of and changed their life. Yeah. Yeah, Fred, I get, I get calls all the time from people that's read that story of mine in that book that you're holding in your hand right there real life stories truckers edition and uh, i get calls from people all around the world actually these things are going all over the world and uh what a great tool it is to have your testimony that you can hand somebody uh that you run across and you may never see them again but you get to share your testimony with them and you're getting ready to put your testimony in the real life stories of veterans. Uh, 
Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, because you're a veteran of, uh, of Vietnam, ain't you? Yes. Yeah. And you actually got saved out there. On, on, a, a, on an aircraft carrier in the Gulf of Tonka. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'll give you a brief brief uh, uh, Reader's Digest uh, picture of that. Actually, I uh, grew up in a good Baptist home, and, uh, and it wasn't that I was ignorant of the gospel. I wasn't. But I thought I would live the way I wanted to live until I got too old to party, and then I'd get right with God. And I saw a helicopter... Uh, blown out of the air with a heat-and-seeking missile, and all three of those crew members were gone in a blink of an eye. And I knew right then and there that there isn't always time to make things right just before you die. And so I uh, I asked God to, to forgive me of my sins, and I'd do whatever he wanted me to do if he would. And he did, and... and that was in June of 1974, and I've been living for him ever since. Well, that's a powerful testimony, and that's what uh, this Real Life Stories is all about. They're looking for people out there that's got a testimony that they want to write out and put in a book. So uh, have you got Jim Barbarossa's uh, phone number back there in the back somewhere? Well, I was looking, I'll tell you at, what. I was looking at your story, but... Even better than that, you give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministry if you're interested in getting your testimony put in one of these books or if you're interested in getting your testimony put on one of these CDs. We would love to have you come in sometime, and we'll interview you for our radio program. And I found Jim Barbarossa's phone number. It is 219-762-762. Seven five eight nine. But I was looking at chapter one here. The very first story says, "This one's for you." We've been having trouble with our marriage. I told my wife to just leave. I'd had enough. I was sitting on top of forty-six thousand pounds of explosives. I had visions of a big bolt of lightning shooting down from the skies. Tears strained my face. The feeling came all over me that I was indestructible. And that's just the beginning of this story. And you know whose story that is. That is my story. And, you know, when you started reading that, it it reminded me of a song that I wrote. And uh, it's on our Lonesome Road Volume 4 CD. And it's called Big Tom. So I want to put that on for our listeners right now. Uh, This is a story I kind of embellished a little bit to drive home a point. And the point is, you need Jesus Christ in your life. So listen to this song right here. It's called Big Tom. I'd been out west for about three weeks, just running the coast up and down. When I finally found me a load headed back east toward my hometown. It was a dark and stormy night when I got loaded down in L.A. So I thought I'd head back east for a little ways before I took my break. My wife and kids and those 18 wheels were humming through my mind. The rain was coming down, lightning flashed, and I saw the shadow of a man. I hit my air brakes and came to a stop. He come running up to my cab from the back. I knew right then there was something different about this man in black. Sure nice of you to stop, mister, he said as I was shifting into high gear. My name is Red, Red Dragon, he said with a sly grin. Then he said something that made my blood run cold. Your family will be all right without you, Big Tom. This is going to be your last run. We're fixing to have a really bad wreck just around the next bend. You see, my boss sent me to collect your soul. Oh, I got really nervous and started slowing my big rig down. My whole life flashed before me. I cried out, Jesus, Lord, please save my soul. I heard the thunder roll and a flash of light, and Jesus was all I saw. He had a crown of thorns with blood dripping from his finger. He pointed at me, and I heard him say, Little red dragon, you might as well tuck your tail and run, for this one belongs to me. The next thing I knew, I was sitting in a parking lot. The storm had passed, and 
God's sun was shining on my face. I said, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus for your amazing grace. I picked up my cell phone and called my wife. I said, honey, you ain't gonna believe what happened to me last night. I saw the angel of death and he said he'd come to take my soul. But I saw you praying, you were praying for me. And I cried out, Jesus, come into my life. Please save my soul. I can't wait to get home, baby. I want to tell everyone I know about this man called Jesus who just saved my soul. Well, drivers, fact or fiction, God only knows. The question is, do you have the faith that Big Tom showed? What if? What if it were you? Where would your run end? Heaven or hell? Eternity is just around the bend. drivers if friends if you don't know jesus christ as your savior if you've never asked him into your heart or maybe you have and you've gotten away from him it's time for you to come home and uh, coming home is as simple as saying a little prayer and asking jesus christ into your heart so fred would you lead our listeners today in this sinner's prayer so that they can have that assurance that they are saved and on their way to heaven It's just as simple as this, saying, Jesus, forgive me, for I'm a sinner. Come into my heart, save me. I believe you're God's son, and you were raised from the dead. And it's just as simple as, Jesus, help me. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. Call us at 618-383-2107, and we've got some Great things we'd like to send you. That's right, friends. We'll send you CDs. We'll send you uh, some of these real-life storybooks. We've got them here, and we'd love to send you some. We'd love to send you some programs that will help you as you travel that old lonesome road. So God bless you all, and remember, Jesus loves you. And And we we do, do too. too.
words of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past But I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus. Foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree